This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Shoot the Dough is recorded in front of a live internet audience of one. It's time to do the show, I mean, chew the dough, with Aaron and Danae, streaming on Mixler every Tuesday, or available to download later on your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. It's more than one. Often. Just so happens that one person is listening live right now. We should say one person never logs out of Mixler. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I wonder how many days the browser has been open and logged in then. Like I don't know. How long has it been happening? But even right now, it says two elsewhere. So <laughs> there's possibly three. Point being, if you want to listen live, you're more than welcome to. Uh, by the way, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to Shoe the Dough. Let's uh, let's do some story time, which has to revolve around Danae these days because she's growing a human. Yes, and so it's the big. It's what's the, the big latest news. check-in on growing the human 2017? Officially felt the baby kick me. Yeah, you did. Super, super kicking. You know, I don't know if it's punching or kicking. She, I should say, she. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's punching or kicking. She's doing both. If I know you, I'm assuming, and I know your yeah. child, <laughs> like a little ninja. <laughs> she's a little ninja in there. Yeah, that was really trippy. And I was driving at the time. So I was driving, had my seatbelt on, which was on a little bit too tight, wearing my regular pants that are stretched way too tight Mm -hmm. with like a rubber band because I just, I'm too lazy to go get new clothes. Is it lazy or is it you just don't want stubbornness? Shopping. Maybe all of the above. I don't know. All right. And then also, I had a full bladder. Sorry if that's too much information (laughs) for you. So I'm pretty sure that she was just like, I need more room. And you need to listen to me. Bam, 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 bam. And it was like this really super consistent thing. So that's what I, I needed that. I didn't want like the little flutter thing could that everyone's be, talking about. Couldn't be. This was like, yeah. I am punching you. Yeah. You so, are going to feel it. This this whole pregnancy experience just took on a whole different level of real. Like, 
I've I've heard her heartbeat. I've seen her on the ultrasound. My stomach is expanding at a rapid rate. All of those are are in and of themselves interesting things. Sure. But now she's moving around enough that she's kicking me. Mm-hmm. So this you, is my life for the next 20 weeks. You've talked about it and before you were pregnant about seeming very science fiction, which I always laugh at because it is the exact opposite of science fiction. It is science fact. But do you still feel that way? Like, especially now that there's like a living creature, creature. inside of you wanting to get out, you yeah. know, like, yeah. do you think about it that way? Oh, yeah. It's super creepish and weird and sci-fi like, which you say isn't true at all. Well, just because it's not, it's not, I get what you're saying, but it's, you know, she's not an alien. She is your child and you are producing her the way almost all children have been produced over the course of time. Yes. So I almost said all, but that's not true. Actually, children have been produced differently than than this. What? Before. What are you talking about? They're just like test tube babies and... But they're not grown completely. Adam and Eve then? Oh, okay. Well, that, <laughs> that's that's different. <laughs> they, they, they didn't start off as babies, man. That's, that, if who you, knows? If How you read you that know? story literally, if you if you choose to read the Adam and Eve story literally, uh-huh. they are created in their adult form, like straight up. Does it say that? I don't think the Bible says that. Psh. Say, it says Psh. God created man and named him Adam. It doesn't say God created an adult male, just human male. Okay. All right. So, that's true. What if they grew up together as kids in the Garden of Eden? What if that's the literal translation? Is there like Blue Lagoon style? It would make sense as to how the, all the animals got their names. <laughs> no, because kids, kids would have named them like Long Hanging Nose for the elephant or something <laughs> like that. And they wouldn't... No, I think they would be like Elephant. Like it would just be like something with some random uh-huh. series of letters and consonants and vowels and weird. Yeah, exactly. All right, you ready, Shua Doe? Paramecium. <laughs> the idea that Adam and Eve named the Paramecium <laughs> is one of my favorite things that just happened. <laughs> you ready to shoe a dough? Yeah, let's shoe the dough. All right, we're going to uh, play some true or false because it's one of our favorite things these days to finish off with. But first, <laughs> from around the world, people are doing things and things are happening. These things are called those, and so we shall peruse the nose. Take that, Mr. Bad Guy. You don't have any of the bad guys? I forget to, I forget to prepare. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I'll have to remember to prepare my bad guy. I don't know how long you might have been listening to Shoe the Dough, but the joke used to be that I was the unprepared one. So I stopped That's true. completely. I pulled back. I was like, you know That's what? True. Fine. You can be the prepared one. And what has happened, Aaron? Just in this one area. Okay, also didn't know that we were doing true or false till about five minutes before the show. But I'm just saying. What are you saying? Some of us, have. we have to do what we do. <laughs> before we get into peruse the news, yeah. I have a very important question. Okay. How long... Can pumpkin pie be on the counter before you it goes have? Bad? Yeah, is it? it do you ask just, your Google assistant you, on your fancy new Pixel phone? Okay, she'll know. How how long until pumpkin pie goes bad when it's not on the counter? This is the top result. What's the top result? I forgot my pumpkin pie on the counter last night. Is it safe to eat? Oh, here we go. Is it safe? Um, but this is going to like some random forum. Food52.com. So you don't know if you can trust them. I'm not a food safety expert. However, my mother always made the pies the night before and left them out on the co- on the counter overnight. 
and no one has ever died. So I'm guessing it's pretty safe. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you this. Yeah, we've never refrigerated pumpkin pie. Our pumpkin pie sat out for four or five days and we'd still eat them. So I I don't know that there's anything in there. Mine was on Friday. So it's been like four days. So I think I'm in the dicer window. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it just popped into my head. I had to ask before we got into the news because I was really concerned about that. Okay, so my first one has a little bit of a backstory because while we were researching our stuff earlier, Aaron likes to think that he can do something called multitasking and active listening at the same time. (laughs) So I was explaining to him the headlines that I had chosen just to make sure we didn't pick the same headlines. Oh, I remember this. And he said, he said, Ruby Taylor's is Ruby Taylor's a store. I was saying retailers. <laughs> it sounded like you said Ruby Taylor's. No, I said retailers. Ruby Taylor's is giving stuff back or something like that. No, the here's the story. Okay. You're allowed to keep products that retailers accidentally send to you is the, is the whole article. So if you get packages that are sent to you from a retailer and it includes items that you did not order, you don't have to give them back. You're not legally obligated to give them back. So the conversation is about ethics, like Mm -hmm. ethically, do you go ahead and return it? Legal is different than ethical. Yes. Which is actually different than moral as well. Those are three different distinguishable things. Tell us more. Well, Webster. Ethics has to do with the human experience together, and there are many ways to look at ethics in a certain area, whereas morals have more to do with what you believe about the foundation of the world, like worldview, religion, those kind of a thing. So there's, there's a way to distinguish between ethics and morals, which is, can be really interesting. And then you have legal, which according to the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, their website clearly states, what do you do when you receive merchandise you didn't order? According to the Federal Trade Commission, you don't have to pay for it. Federal law prohibits mailing unordered merchandise to consumers and then demanding payment. What if you? What if they charged you for it and you didn't order it? I think that's different. Yeah, that's completely different. Then you would you would return it and they would be, give you your money back, I'm assuming. You can't. They say, although you have no legal obligation to notify the seller, you may write the seller an offer to return the merchandise, provided the seller pay for shipping and handling. Okay. So it's kind of another angle. I just thought that with the holidays coming and... Black, uh, or Cyber Monday being yesterday being like the biggest Cyber Monday sales ever, like $3.6 billion or something yeah, was spent. Yeah, lots of people shopping online. Yeah, people might be getting the wrong stuff so or stuff that they didn't order in excess. What so. if I feel like they accidentally delivered something to my neighbor's porch so I take it and I didn't order it? Do I still get to keep it legally? Wait, is it addressed to you? <laughs> no. Then no, that's called stealing. That's okay, I just wanted Aaron. to be sure. I just wanted to be sure. So that was what we we're talking about earlier. Whenever you're trying to actively listen slash multitask, when you thought it was Ruby Taylor's. Uh, yes. Yeah, so th- just to repeat, if uh, Ruby Taylor sends you something, you can keep it. That's right. All hail Ruby Taylor. All hail Ruby Taylor. Uh, for my first peruse the news, I wanted to talk about the Gatlinburg fires. Oh um, yeah. All over the news last night. No- well, you know what? I should say all over my Twitter feed last night. Not all over the news last night, which is kind of one of the major things that people are feeding back about. It's like, this is a big deal. Super confusing. And then you showed me the video from, what is it, uh, Marcus Lucius or something like that? Yeah, Um, I can't remember his last name. I saw it in a couple other articles as well, and it is terrifying. This guy lived in a community where almost every single cabin was on fire, and he had no time and no warning really to just to get out. It's like, you just have to go. So 
just contextual clues. I think he was in the car with um, he and another guy and their dog. And their dog, yeah. And they're racing down the mountain trying to escape, trying to get to you know, either go up and out or down and through the fire. And the video ends with them stuck in this fire. Oh, gosh. I was and, so scared this morning. And then there's a second video that you know shows, you, shows yeah. that they got out. But and, and from what I've heard, there's actually no deaths have been reported or, or confirmed at this point. A few burns. Which is really in, in amazing. And praise God for that. Because the, on Twitter, there was a lot of people who were posting like quick videos of themselves completely trapped. Like, for example, they were trapped inside the hotel. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't go out any of the doors because they were surrounded by fire. And they're talking about, like, should we be recording our final goodbye videos? Yeah. Wow. So when I was seeing friends post about it on Facebook last night, which was the feed that I was connected to, was... I had just finished posting about the baby kicking for the first time, and then I saw a couple friends posting, you know, like, hey, please be praying because there's people that are trapped in a hotel right now posting videos of them before they it's potentially crazy. burn up. And I was like, what in the world? I The first thing I saw said that they are suspecting arson. I'm yeah. really curious to hear if they can figure out what happened here. I was looking for that stuff earlier today. Like, was it arson? And Because it appears no, no that it came out of it. nowhere. Like, it just all of a sudden, the entire forest was burning i thought that i was reading that there were wildfires in the smoky mountains for days and maybe it just kind of like, could be i don't know i don't know but hopefully we do find out because that was yeah, terrifying. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes i think it's a reminder that uh the world around us is crazy and dangerous and not and, just from people and not just from but people. mother nature mother nature because that video of him escaping the mountain <sighs> is one of the most intense things i've ever seen yeah I'd highly encourage you to to look it up. I mean, if you want to, if you want to live that way. There's them. this one particular part where, I mean, they're driving on the road. They can barely see. And then it kind of clears for a split second. And it's like the road is on fire. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, go, 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 because we don't want to get a flat right here. I'm just thinking if they have to stop, they're dead. And yeah. then they'd come to a dead end where the tree that fell over and they couldn't mm-hmm. go you know, anymore. And it's like the second or third time that they were trapped. And it's just crazy. And there's nothing you can do. You can't move the tree. It's on fire. I'm really glad they're okay. I'm really, really glad they're okay because that was, that would, I think if I had seen that and they hadn't have survived, I think I would be pretty messed up yeah. over it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know which one to go to next because I have kind of two lighter ones, but I think I'll talk about um, Disney's new animatronic robots Okay. Uh, that are getting some attention. They're extremely realistic and they're specifically going to be at the Avatar themed experience in Disney, uh, Disney World in yeah. Florida. And I believe it, it's at uh, Animal Kingdom. At Disney's Animal Kingdom is the new Avatar world they're putting up for t- next year. They are... The video of the animatronic robot, I thought was... A clip from a the clip movie. A clip from the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's how realistic it looks. And it's come a long way because animatronics... When I think about animatronics... Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Or a it's, Silver it's Dollar a small City. World. You know, going to Silver Dollar City my whole life. It's just uh-huh. these kind of old, like, super weird, you know, faces and... Mm-hmm. Really silly movements and it's I remember all jagged a, and jarred. I remember a video when I was growing up of like the first animatronics, and they called them that. Like they they made up that name for these things. And uh, and I remember the Disney Imagineers, you know, talking about we're building robots that look like humans and can have facial expressions, and it's just like blowing my mind. But this is like a whole. This other is the level. next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty awesome. It just reminds me of how excited I am about this world. Mm. I am bummed that it's at the Animal Kingdom, though. Yeah, that's not your favorite Disney park. 
No. You don't like any place where animals are in captivity? No, I don't. I understand that they a lot of times need a place to be safe. And so this is the safest environment Mm -hmm. for them. Well, there's a lot of conservation that happens at those parks. Like it is it is for the animals that they do a lot of the stuff they do. Zoos used to be even more awful than you imagine, you know, that they are now where it was just a, a an exhibition thing. But anymore, most of the zoos you know of are conservation minded. You know, they're all about healing and releasing and I still get things. super depressed when yeah. I go. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, it's like you get like I get super depressed when I go to the hospital too. You know what I mean? Like but even I do- though it's a healing place, it's like, man, it's a bummer that, you know, this has to be happening. I do like, I mean, I have visited the Animal Kingdom in the last few years, and I definitely prefer it to some of the other places that I've been in my life, but they have so much more funding. Their resources mm-hmm. are so different. There's like a, there used to be a a, a place in Springfield, my hometown, mm-hmm. and they had- Like one of those drive through safaris or whatever? No, they do have one of those- and I haven't okay. been to that one I don't since like I got bit by a donkey. But <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It could be a tragic story. I don't know. But when it you just have sounded a gigantic funny. Mouth- I haven't been back to the wild safari <laughs> since I got bit by that donkey. This, this crazy mouth jutting through a window and then like biting you—that's not cool. It's just—it's just such the Ozarks dirty version teeth. of a safari. Is there's dirty, a donkey? Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> So it was at the Wonders of Wildlife Museum, which I think they, oh, they're completely yeah. changing up. But they it, should be reopening at the that. time when they first, when they had opened up, they had stir crazy otters that uh. were that like had lost their mind and were just swimming in circles, hitting their head on stuff. Oh, and they had a cat, like a wild cat, that was in a complete concrete space that had just been painted like the color green, oh. but there was no life in it like literally no life in it at all and a cat box in the corner with some cat food and it just broke my heart and it was just sitting in the corner like nothing to do in its life but just sit there and so that stuff just bums me out but i haven't that that's been years now and they closed that whole thing down i think they just realized that it was just a tragic mistake yeah and it's just taken a lot of money to build it up and so it looks like they're close to reopening by the way if you if you don't have any context for wonders of wildlife it's at the original bass pro shop um which is in springfield uh and it's kind of an addition to what they've done and i've lived here for going on seven years and uh, it hasn't been open the entire time I've been here. But so. it's not actually part of Bass Pro. It's a separate entity? It's a separate entity. It's a city thing, and the city pa- taxpayers pay for it. That's interesting. Anyway, that's a They're connected. The buildings are connected. They're connected now, but they weren't always connected. Interesting. A little history lesson for you. A little bit of politics you. going on here. Anyway, moving on. What's yours? Uh, my second one is about the oldest, uh, living person having a birthday today. Happy 117th birthday. Oh my word. 117. The only living person who has seen two millenniums in three centuries. The last living human being who saw the 19th century. Can you imagine? No. When, uh, when. No, I can't. When we were thinking about having kids, I told my wife that it was very important to me to have our first child before the turn of the century so that he would have a chance to live in three centuries. So uh, my son was born in 1999. So That's the year I graduated high school. Go, Austin. I'm so old now. I had my first child when you were graduating from high school? Yep. Why does that make me feel... You're not that much younger than me, but that makes me feel so old. Well, you got you got married and jumped into the parenting train right away. Yeah. 
That parenting train. Welcome, by the way. Welcome aboard. I don't Choo-choo. know. Choo-choo. Does it count? Do I count yet? Of course you count. I haven't been Peter pooped on. I feel like that's... <laughs> well, you've got a lot of trial by fire coming. I'm just saying. You, of course, are on the parent train. Oh, okay. you're like at, You're at like the docking station. And you're like taking those steps onto the train right now. Like you're just taking... It's a nine-month, you know, journey into the train right now. So... <laughs> Life, guys. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I just thought it was interesting. 117 years old today. I like that this lady attributes her length of life to eating raw eggs every day. Yeah, that'll do it. That's not going to do it. She also (laughs) specifically said that she didn't change her diet. Like she just ate the same thing every single day. Uh, That is I over and over and over again. People focus on the wrong thing when they hear these stories. They focus on what it is that they're eating, what it is that they're doing. Instead of realizing that the, the consistency of each of these old age stories is that they are consistent every day. The amount of sleep they get, the amount what they eat, those kind of things. Because the body revels in consistency. I truly I believe. I die tomorrow. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. I eat a variety of food and I don't have a routine. I never have. I, I truly believe that. I believe the body feels so much more efficient when, it, when it's in a, a rhythm like that you know i know what to expect the body you know my digestive system knows to expect raisin bran every morning that's why i'm gonna live to be 117 at least 67 (laughs) (laughs) i have other issues that might creep in my next peruse the news um is a clip that i found that i wanted to share with you this is amazing y'all this is a parrot that is singing sia chandelier birds can mimic sound you know but that uh, parrots man but here's my real here's my question how many times that parrot hear that song i don't know how how does that work like how often do they need to hear it in what context do they need to hear it before they start you know making it something they want to imitate or you know sing along to uh it's it's just strange like i don't know how that how that process works it makes me want to study parrots a little bit more you know what I mean? Like to figure out how that works. What? How many times would they have to listen to see a chandelier before they could, you know, sing it like that? Is it like us where, you know, it really just takes once and you can imitate it? Or does it take a bunch of times? Well, good thing there is a website called parrots.org that has okay. all kinds of parrot facts for you. <laughs> oh, so you're going to teach us right now? I don't know. There's also a parrot podcast, Aaron. Really? Yeah, and you can ask the expert. There's a panel of paired experts that can answer your questions. Maybe we can link them to the video and be like, could you explain this to us? I wonder if like you call in a question to the uh, the parrot podcast if they just like repeat your question back at you. Like that would be really <laughs> funny. I think that would be like the answer to every question. <laughs> it's just like them saying it back to you. Oh man, I'm amused by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would do a parrot podcast. All right, uh, you ready to go to my last one? Yep, ready. All right, uh, the Space Poop Challenge is a thing. Uh, If you haven't heard of it. Is this like the mannequin challenge? (laughs) No. 
Immediately, you made me think of people videoing themselves pooping. That's not okay, Danae. Oh, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it's just the first thing that popped yes, into my head. Just like the mannequin challenge, just video yourself <laughs> pooping in space. Oh, no. Uh, no, this is NASA is trying to figure out how to deal with going to the bathroom in space when they have to be in their spacesuits for extended periods of time. They're asking everyday commoners to yeah. find out the yeah. solution. Yeah, $30,000 grand prize if somebody can figure it out. Now, usually... How to poop in a vacuum? How to... <laughs> I see so many bad videos on the horizon. <laughs> this is this is a, a problem because usually they'll use diapers for like long space trips, those kind of things, super absorbent diapers that will, you know, try to, you know, get everything away from the body kind of stuff. But when you're dealing with a week or something like that. That in stuff in a suit. In a yeah, that stuff Ew. can start to create infection, create sepsis. You know all these things. So they need someone to wipe their bum. They do. They need some sort of way so, to do it, and they can't do anything with their hands because they're in these thick gloves. So wait a second. The idea here is that somebody needs to invent a way for someone to wipe their bum. Some for someone to yes to or be to, able to go to the bathroom to okay. defecate and urinate. Uh, with with that, um, uh, so to create a create a system with which to move that away out, from the body, away from the body, yes, and just like straight out into space. Nope, oh, store okay. in the suit. So it'll oh. store in the suit away from the body, like a little like a little external coloss. Like <laughs> yes, yes, colostomy back. Colostomy back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So thirty thousand dollars if you can figure out how to do it. Okay, I'm working right, on it. We're all thinking I, about I tape, like... right? We're all thinking about plastic bags and tape. That's not what I'm thinking about. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Um, I'm thinking about a cylinder. Okay. I'm going to draw it up, and then I'm going to submit my post-it gonna, note I'm not drawing. Gonna, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I'm going to let you do this. Like a kind of like a cone-shaped okay. sort of thing. And then it right. would... And then, it's a suction cup, C, and you just suction it right up against the bum, <laughs> and then whenever you have to go, you just push a button that's on on the little hand thingy, uh-huh. and then it just <laughs> and it just moves it out into a special part of the suit that's got its own little. Where does thing. the suction come from? From you're in deep a space. Pump, from a pump in a pump? a pump. So you've got a pump in your suit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah, oh, yeah, it's got to be a pump. <laughs> I just figured it out because I'm super smart. So, it's, like one of those breast milk pumps. Yes, maybe this already exists. It already exists. That's in what we'll fact, do. In fact, it's just you take the breastfeeding pump and you just move it to the you bum. Just move it to the bum. We've got it. We'll just go buy one at the store and win thirty thousand dollars. All right, nobody else take our idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, that, that was, was that was my final one. That was your final one. Yep. In the comments, um, we certainly got some confused comments about how we just went back and forth on the Perusa news pretty righteously. I think they summed it up nicely: parroting, parenting, and pooping. <laughs> Let's thank one of our sponsors. Stoker Media is one of our sponsors right now. They offer professional video production and photography services in the Springfield, Missouri area. So if you need a video created from conception to completion, Stoker Media can do it all. They work with corporate clients, organizations, ministries, and individuals, all who need the right media piece to tell their story. 
They offer event video services for weddings, presentations, conferences, parties. Stoker Media's professional photography service are also perfect for portraits, for families and children, newborns and maternity, seniors, engagement and wedding. They offer professional headshot photography services as well. They also have several options that will fit your needs and your budget. So give them a call. Stoker Media Photography. Their goal is to capture worthwhile moments that you can save for a lifetime. Their phone number is 417-763-1259 or online at stokermedia.com. That's S-T-O-E-C-K-E-R media.com. Want to play some true or false today? Yeah. All right. We are going to look at a list of things and uh, decide if we believe those are true statements or false statements. We use the amazing quipoquiz.com if you want to check out your own true or false stuff. And we've got some categories today. You ready to pick one? You betcha. Animals of the cold, weather, the first world war, or dinosaurs. Oh, you know, I like animals more mm-hmm. than I like anything else, but I always pick. Animals of the cold, weather, the First World War, or dinosaurs. What are you thinking? I wasn't thinking at all because I usually let you pick. I'm thinking either weather. Weather could be interesting. Let's do weather then. All right. We're going with weather. Weather it is. True or false about weather, 15 questions. I think our record is 13 out of 15. We did that last time with baseball. I have a bad feeling about this one though. All right. Here we go. True or false to have a tornado... There must be clouds. True or false? To have a tornado, there must be clouds. False. That's got to be false. Isn't yeah, why would tornado you need clouds? Just needs, it just needs air. Yeah, it just needs a, a, Conflicting va- air. Like a, a front, a warm front and a it cold needs a front. a bum that vacuum. Com- combines and some sort of breast milk sort of pump, pump and just kind of, yeah, I think that's. Disperses. Yeah. So we're going with false. false. Nope. It is true. Oh, we're in a, so much trouble. <laughs> a tornado is a powerful column of air that is simultaneously in contact with the clouds and the ground. The example in the photo is a dust devil. So when there's no clouds, it's not a tornado. It's uh, a dust devil. Because I was thinking of the dust devil. That's what I was yeah. thinking of in my mind. But that's technically a totally different thing. That's not even where like warm and cold air in mind. That's just like a spinny thing. It's the Tasmanian devil's I entrance. think that's the technical term for it, a spinny thing. All right, true or false? False. The polar jet stream is the northern hemisphere in the northern hemisphere moves at an average speed of thirty-seven point two five miles per hour. I think because they have the point two five, it's got to be true. <laughs> I think that might be a trick. Really? I think that might be a trick. I bet it moves a lot faster than that. The- I bet the polar jet stream moves like hundreds of miles an hour. You think it only moves like 37 miles an hour? Yeah, because it's cold, so it doesn't want to go fast. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of slow down. Anthropomorphizing weather. It's amazing. Uh, So you want to go with true? No, you want to go with false? I want to go with false. Okay. But you want to go with true. That's okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. We're going false. All right. That is false. Good job, Aaron. Let's see if I was right. Uh, The polar jet stream in the northern hemisphere moves at a speed of, oh, five to seven miles per hour. See? Much slower, Aaron. Still got it correct. <laughs> Even though I'm an idiot. That's funny. I got it correct for the wrong it's reason. because it's so cold. Yeah, you can't move fast when you're cold. It's, it's dense. Frost is a good indicator of the weather for the next 24 to 48 hours. You can indicate okay, the next couple born, days' weather by frost. I was born in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You've seen frost. And weather changes super fast in the yeah. Midwest. 
specifically in the Ozarks. Yeah. It can be frost. What happens when frost happens, though? And then it can be sunshiny the next day. Right. So I'm going to say no. I bet it's true. I bet there's somehow that we're not thinking that you could predict frost or frost could predict the weather. But Jack you know Frost I mean? is like, a fickle character. That's true. You can't trust that guy. Neither one of us knows Jack, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're going to go with true? Uh, that would be my leaning, but I'm not confident on that. Really? Sure. You can give up your false that quickly? I don't care. You you used really good logic. You live in the Midwest. You've seen Frost go in a million different directions. Yeah. So And yet you still want to go in the other direction, so I would say I couldn't convince you. <laughs> All right, we'll go true. No, it's false. I feel should've, good about myself. You should have stuck with it. Uh, frost only indicates the direction of the prevailing wind, not the weather. Frost forms when liquid water droplets are in the air, even if the temperature is below freezing. When in contact with cold objects, these droplets freeze. The shape of the accumulation indicates the wind direction. That's fascinating. So there you go. I learned something new. We're not doing too well. well it's because you're not listening to me. <laughs> well, there, you get to do the rest of them then. If we disagree, we're going with yours. <laughs> a hurricane can dump 7.3 gallons of rain per square foot within 24 hours. Seven over seven gallons of rain per square foot within a day. Sure. Seven gallons per square foot? Sure. In a day? Yeah. That seems good. Okay, so think of seven gallons of milk. I hate milk. Okay, think of seven gallons of water okay. and gallon milk jugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to give a, a visual. That's in one square foot. So, like this. But over the whole day. Yeah. So that would be like, let's see, a square foot, probably, those would probably be like 15 feet of water. Yeah, maybe? 15 feet of water. Yeah, that's possible. They we're going with dangerous. you. I mean, they we're going dangerous. with you. dangerous. I'm just saying. So, if it's a hurricane, mm-hmm. there's a lot of water in the ocean for right. it to whip up right. and We're throw on the We're land. We're going with true. It is true. Good job. Scary. Hurricane. Isn't that terrifying? Yeah, that is crazy. Wow. Yep. 7.3 gallons of water per square foot in 24 hours. Next That's up. really frightening. About 20% of the heat of on the surface of the earth comes from the planet's core. True. Do you know this one? You said that with such confidence. It just had a really cool picture. <laughs> so I was like, ooh. <laughs> That seems 20%. like... 20%? I think the sun is like 99% of our heat. I don't think v- hardly any of our heat comes from the core of the earth. Because it's so, it's so buried. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I, I Certainly not 20%. Yeah, that seems a little high. Probably probably not true. False. All right, we're going to... But, but wait, but okay. wait. Okay, okay. You think about cave systems? Like when you go into the caves? Yeah. And they maintain their temperature because they're underground? Yeah. They, but it's cold. No, they, they're pretty cold. warm. No. Yeah. They stay pretty warm. Have you ever been in, in the Marvel cave? Yeah, it's cold in there. But when They you... tell you to take a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so this must be false. All right, it's false. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yep, that's false. How much How much of a percentage uh, is... Heat on the surface of the Earth comes mainly from the sun. The amount of energy that comes from the internal heat of the Earth is equivalent to about 0.01%. Oh, well, we're in so sun. much trouble I if knew, we can't get I, to the sun. No, I knew that. Like, there's oh, no way. guys, we need the sun. <laughs> so important. I love that this is a huge revelation for you. Guys, I don't know if you know this. It's if so important lose, to our if survival. If we lose the sun, we're going to be in trouble. We'll die. <laughs> There's also this gravitational thing that might be uh, 
be a little bit important as well. Uh, typhoons are more violent than hurricanes. What do they mean by violent? More violent. Like, you know, like does more destruction. I would higher say. Higher wind speeds. So what's the difference between typhoon and hurricane? And this is the question, right? I yeah. think it's just location. Really? I think a hurricane is in the uh, ocean. Atlantic Ocean and typhoons are in the Pacific Ocean. Are you serious? I, I really think that's the case. Can we look it up? Or is that cheating? Well, it'll tell us if we're right. Oh, okay. I okay. think. So I don't think there's any difference other than location. Okay. Yeah, you willing to go with me well, on that? Yeah, because I don't. I honestly do not know the difference between a typhoon. I could be way off. I just that's one of those things I, I, that I seems like I remember hearing at one point. I, I think in the chat we're getting some really good feedback, which is that the typhoon have they hold a grudge for longer, so they <laughs> so could be more vindictive more as yeah. well as violent. So you're gonna go with me then? Yep, we'll go All right, with we'll you. We'll go with false. Okay. That is false. Typhoons and hurricanes are cyclones that are named differently depending on the areas of the globe where they occur. Whoa, Aaron! So hurricanes occur in North Atlantic, Caribbean Sea, Gulf of Mexico, in the Northeast Pacific. Typhoons rage in the China Seas and the Indian Ocean. So it's close, but that's interesting that they would just be called something different. Called something different because they're in different places. But it's the same phenomenon. Listen, why is that strange? Things are called different things all over the country. Like we have different languages. That's true. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, I'm with you. All right, here we go. Okay. On to the next one. Question number seven. Certain areas of the Amazon rainforest receive 400 inches of rain per year. So when is that in feet? About 30 feet? Somewhere in that range? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say absolutely. 400 inches of rain in a year. Eh, that could be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, we're going with true. It's true. We're, we're trusting it's you. Totally I true. led us astray once, and we're trusting because you the rest of the way. the Amazon... Is not a place for the weak of heart or the weak of body and mind and spirit. <laughs> if you go to the Amazon, it is craziness. It is nature at its like most like real. Uh huh. And so I'm saying yes because the Anything rainfall would be like the, the most real. Yeah, okay. for sure. Anything is possible. We're going there. true. Even like bugs that are the size of Volkswagens. Yes. Yeah. It is true. Oh, yeah, see? Uh-huh. I know. Um, 400 inches of rain per year, an average of over an inch per day. You don't want to be stuck in the Amazon unless you have a plan, okay? <laughs> don't go to the Amazon that unless you have a plan. Legit. And you need to make sure that you have packed for all kinds of experiences. Piranha repellent. Mm-hmm. Because there are piranhas there. Yep. Boa unconstricted unconstrictors. It's true. <laughs> All right, true or false, a flash of lightning elevates air temperature to 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, let's say yes. That'd be so (laughs) rad. That'd be so rad. I know it instantly has turned sand to glass. So, I I mean, I know it's it's like super hot. Right. Um, 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That that, seems too hot. That seems a little ridiculous, but... Where do you think it should be then? Like, uh, Like... 300? <laughs> I don't know. 300.2? Yeah. Um, what's, you know, I don't, I mean, it could be. Okay, let's try it. Wait, but people have survived lightning strikes. How would you survive a lightning strike would, if the air was 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit? It's got to be false. It's got to be right? false. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if it's for a split second, like there's not enough time for your body to melt or burn. Or, or maybe part of you does melt, but no one ever knows what part and you still survive. <laughs> 
I kind of want to say false on it. It does seem a little ridiculous, but it's going to be true and it's going to be amazing and we're going to love it. But, but you know what? We can't we can't go wrong. This is just fun. This is just fun to so know. I'm I'm looking to you. I'm deferring to you because I oh, let us astray. You? Yes. I think it's too hot. So false. I think false. We're going with false. I'm so nervous right now. No, that's oh, true. It's, it's true. We were wow. wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry. For about a quarter of a second, it raises the air temperature to 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit. How that's... many zeptoseconds is that? <laughs> uh, billionth of a trillionth is a zeptosecond. Oh, you're really There's trying to do this. I thought you were going to be like, huh? Each of those. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, well, we missed that one. Question nine. Sorry about that, guys. Hurricanes move at about 95 miles per hour. It seems slow. That seems fast to me. 95 miles in an hour? It seems like it takes forever for them to get up the coast. That's true. You know the coast what I mean? is long, though. Like, the winds blow oh, okay. that fast. But they don't move that fast. But the hurricane doesn't fast. move that fast, I don't think. How can it m- not move that fast if the wind... If I mean- it moved 95 miles an hour, well, that might be right. That might be right. Because it... I mean, I was just trying to think of, like, how long it would take me to drive. From Florida to, you know... It's a long coast. The You know, to D.C., if I were driving 95 miles an hour, it would take me a course of a, you know, a day, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less than a day. I say yes. Uh-huh. I say it can move uh-huh. 95 miles per hour. I think that's too fast, but... Okay, well, let's go with you, because we went no, with you last no, no, time. No, no, no. no we went with you last time. Oh, that's I was right. wrong, it's so me. it's back to you. I'm, so we're going with false? I think that's BDG too fast. BDG says it depends on traffic, so I feel like <laughs> that's something else we should consider. That's a good point. Uh, all right, I'm gonna click false. That is false. Whoa, what is it? Six to twenty-one miles per hour. I knew that seemed too fast. Hmm, that's so slow. <laughs> but I, they're so massive. The winds can generate uh, 185 miles per hour. This is the highest recorded. Good job, Aaron. So you have regained your right to be the final picker. All right, <laughs> the final picker. The final my, picker. My boys were babies, <laughs> and they couldn't get it out of their nose. I was the final picker. All right. Uh, question number 10. Clouds are relatively light. That is a weird true or false question. That is so strange. That's yeah, like, like, you what, know what that sounds like? It sounds like one of those um, uh, fortune cookie things. Like It's just weird. Like a weird <laughs> fortune. I'm assuming it means weight, not like brightness. Oh, because white, I was assuming because weight. white is a very light color. So I would say, yes, they're relatively light. But, but they're still light. They're, I, they're still light. I mean, they're floating. Right. So relatively, relatively they speaking, have to be light, right? I feel like this should have a maybe as an option. So what if you take everything that's in a cloud and you condense it and it weighs a couple hundred pounds? Would you still consider that relatively light? Maybe that's what they're asking. Okay. Like if you could hold the cloud in your hand, like let's say you were to carry my the entire, yeah, you were to carry the entire cloud in your palm. Okay. If it were in you water know, several hundred pounds or whatever, yeah, would you? Because water is heavy. Would I be? Water is really heavy. Would I be stuck in place because I couldn't right, move? Right. Yes. I'm gonna. I think it's false. All I right. think the answer is gonna be false. Let's do. Let's do false. I'm with All you. Right. Yep, that's false. Uh, despite their apparent lightness, clouds are very heavy. On average, a cumulusly a cumulus cloud may contain two hundred tons of water. What? I'm telling you, water is heavy. Uh, Ten times denser and a thousand times larger, and can weigh up to one million 
tons. That's How a cumulonimbus. How is it just floating in the sky? <laughs> a cumulonimbus cloud could weigh 100 or 1 million tons. It's a good wow. thing we have science to explain how they float. Do we? I think so. Let's let's go to Google. <laughs> no, no. We do not have time to figure out how clouds float. How do clouds float? You know what that does, though? You remember in Avatar where, like, the mountains float? And you're like, come on. Mountains can't float. Well, do they weigh 1 million tons? Because thing that weighs 1 million tons floats in our sky every day. So According take that normal to world. ScientificAmerican.com. So even though typical clouds do contain a lot of water, the water is spread out for miles in the form of tiny water droplets or crystals, which are so small that the effect of gravity on them is negligible. Thus, from our vantage on the ground, clouds seem to float in the sky. Yep. Science. Science. True or false? Question number 11. There is such a thing as silent lightning without thunder. True. You think? You think it could there could be lightning that doesn't create the clap of the air rushing back in? Because that's what thunder is, is like it vaporizes all the air and then the air rushing back in makes a clap. At least if I, I think that's what it is. Whoa. I've never thought about that before. That so it's re- not like just like turning on a light, you know. It's not God bowling? Because <laughs> that's what I was always told. Well, that would always have a noise too. <laughs> Hmm. So you're saying that they're one and the same, like because lightning, that has to have. I a could sound. be totally wrong, but I I thought all lightning had thunder. I bring the lightning. I bring the thunder. They are. They do seem to be a pair. <laughs> it's true. That's but fair. but are they always to be heard? Silent lightning. Silent but deadly. I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, it's in the chat too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Where do you want to go? I I don't know. Lightning is terrifying. Yeah. But beautiful. I don't know. I don't I don't know if it always makes a sound. Alright, I'm going with false. So I'm confused. I'm going with false. Okay. I'm so uh, nervous. So I'm gonna say all lightning makes noise. That is true. So all lightning I mean, makes noise. Yeah, if lightning is far away, we may not hear the thunder, but each Aha. lightning flash is accompanied by a thunder clap. The intense heat of the flash expands the air. The sudden expansion causes an acoustic wave called thunder. So What? There you go. You are so weather smart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this is why you always partner with Aaron if you have like a some sort of a trivia. trivia. My brain holds on to stuff. I don't know why it does it. Uh, there is one lightning strike every five seconds on the planet. Yes. There's one lightning strike every five seconds on the planet. Yes. As that is worded, I guarantee it's false. But oh. they may, may may not have worded it. There's no way there's a lightning strike every five seconds on the planet, as if it's like a metronome. Oh. So you understand what I'm saying? The way that is worded has it to be It should say false, on average. Exactly. Ah, uh, that's tricky. I'm going with you. They tried to trick I mean, they us. may have just worded it wrong. Yeah. But, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened because we have a vast Earth. There's stuff that happens in the ocean. We can't t- we can't really know everything. I think there's always lightning somewhere. Like I think it's probably almost constant. It's probably what's keeping us alive. We don't even know it. <laughs> it's what's heating the Earth. Yeah. It's not actually the sun or, or the core. Right. It's, it's actually lightning. lightning. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go with false. Uh, and if if based this on is, average, if this is true, they're wrong. Like they they read they did the question wrong. So we won't count <laughs> it. 
False. It is false. Uh, at least five lightning strikes hit the earth every second. I knew it was constant. It had to be constant. Wow. So like five, like on average, about five every second. We live a we live in a scary, scary planet. All right. Our planet is amazing. True or false? Hurricanes derive much of their energy from heat emitted by deserts. Yes. I think that is true. Seems super smart. Otherwise, deserts don't have any purpose at all. <laughs> God, why did you create the desert? To For make, the hurricanes. To make hurricanes that will destroy you, of course. Duh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, all right, we'll go I through I don't know. It just seems, that seems no, like no, it I agree. would make sense. I agree. I think that makes sense. I think that's logical. Nope. But it's not logical at all, guys. Nope. Hurricanes derive much of their energy from the heat of oceans. The water temperature at the ocean what? surface must meet or exceed 79.7 degrees Fahrenheit. To provide the energy for the birth of a hurricane. So what's the purpose of a desert, Aaron? They didn't address that. (laughs) (laughs) The sand. Oh, yeah. You know, if your beach runs out of sand, you got somewhere to go get some more sand. Cacti. Cacti. You wouldn't have cacti without the desert. Scorpions. Scorpions have a purpose, too. A tropical storm becomes a hurricane when wind speeds exceed 74 miles per hour. That is something that could be true. That sounds right. That yeah, I don't. That doesn't let's sound just wrong say at true. all. That doesn't sound wrong at all. Let's not even spend time on that one. Yeah, that's true. We knew it. Yeah, that sounded right. Uh, do you want to know the different speeds for categories? Not really. Okay, we'll move on. Last question: True or false? The Arctic is colder than the Antarctic. The Antichrist is more. What was it? The Arctic, uh-huh. not the Arctic. Okay. The Arctic. Is colder than the Antarctic. Well, yeah. Antarctica. Because it's not as cold. <laughs> it's anti-Arctic. I don't. I. Yeah, that's right. Because the Arctic is pointed away from the sun as we go around the sun. And the Antarctic is actually pointed more towards the sun as we go around the sun. It's anterior. Yeah, I think that's right. That's... I think the Arctic is colder. All right, here we go. Last one. We're going to say true. No. It's the other way around. Oh. The average annual temperature at the South Pole is negative 76 degrees Fahrenheit in winter. Uh, The average annual temperature at the North Pole is negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit in the winter. We got that one wrong. Guys, Uh, we just didn't know. Overall, we got 10 out of 15. Our level is a professor. We got professor level. It's still pretty admirable, I think. It's one out of every three. You know, we got right. Plus, so. we learned some no, things no, no. about two, the weather today. Two out of every three. Good thing it wasn't a math quiz. <laughs> Thanks so much for shooing the dough with us today. The podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to Chris Tilly for composing the Shoe the Dough theme music. And of course, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month and comes with some pretty fun perks, including your own dedicated podcast feed where you get bonus episodes that only patrons get to hear. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, please subscribe, rate, and comment at your podcast player of preference, especially if it's iTunes. iTunes uses that information to promote the show 
and it would be a huge boost if you could leave a comment for us. If there's anything else you want to say or you have ideas for the show, feel free to email us at feedback at shoothedough.com. Is it ironic that it can't do the bird in the sky part? Two, three, drink. One, two. It can't do the bird in the sky part? No, it can't. can't get the... You're right. Bird in the sky. Come on. A birth of the night. Come on. Nope. It just goes back to the I don't know. We have to keep part. watching it. And there's still like another 40 well, go seconds ahead, Go left. ahead. Keep it going. Okay, okay. Keep it going. Why not? That was stinking incredible. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.